Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Self Love Society. This is the podcast for people who are on the journey of self discovery and wellness with a dash of foolishness sprinkled on top. This is a safe place to learn, laugh, and discover your own individual path. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Self Love Society. My name is Inkiru, the Love Guru. And I'm Tony Gillen, licensed professional counselor extraordinaire. I am so glad to be back here once again on another fabulous self-care Sunday talking to you wonderful people about different issues and topics. Wonderful people. I hope you guys have had a fabulous week and you are able to um, incorporate some of the things that we talked about with veganism and vegetarianism yes. last week yes. and um, applied some of the journal prompts and affirmations to your life. But before we get into the recap of that, we're going to start talking, start by what we do every week, uh-huh. checking in on one checking another. In. How you doing T? Man, it's been a, a an, an incredible week. Um, and so many great things has happened this week for me. Um, so today I tried vegan bacon. Ooh, good. It's, it's called benevolent bacon. Good. And I have to admit when I picked that pack up, I it was looked like, real what? scary. I was like, what the hell is this? This don't look like bacon to me. I was like, but you know what? I'm going to dive in. Cause that's what I do. I just dive in sometimes. And, uh, a friend of mine h- h- hit me to it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna try it out. So, Cooked it today with the breakfast. Had pancakes, potatoes, eggs, and benevolent bacon, right? Um, all but one of my children loved it. And I actually, actually, I liked it. It was really good. It was fire. It had a good seasoning to it. It had a good flavor, nice smoky flavor, nice little heat. Mm-hmm. And I Chipotle. Made it, yeah, I made it really crispy. It was made from... Um, you said, I think you, you had mentioned, what, tempeh? Tempeh is like, yeah. But when I looked at the ingredients, it was like azuki beans mm-hmm. and some um, oats something. I don't know. I, I threw the pack away. But it was really good. Um, it's been a really good week. I have, you know, got some new clients, some new um, kid clients for okay. counseling-wise. And I just, I met this. So my my niche or niche, however you might say it, I love working with middle schoolers um, between the ages of ten to about thirteen. That seems to be my my area. That's like my that's like my sweet spot when I'm working when I'm working with children and counseling and therapy. Um, and I came across this new client that just oh, it's it amazes me when I come across kids who have been through so much and they're so young. Oh. Well. Like a lot mm-hmm. stuff that I've c- couldn't even imagine going through. I was and, definitely one of those kids growing up, so yeah, I could only and, imagine. And to just, I sat with, I sat with this this uh, person, and and oh, man, it was just, it was a, it was almost like a, a, a like a, a series, right? You ever had, you ever like been sitting down watching a series, and mm-hmm. you're like, man, I can't turn this off. I got to keep going to the next episode. Uh-huh. Like as she was telling me all these things about her life, I was just like, oh my god, what happened next? Like I'm sitting there, like, wow. You ever watch Antoine Fisher? Yes, I've seen it. Yes. I love that movie. Uh, it was very heartwarming, but like, but yeah, it was it was a lot like that. Like mm-hmm. it was a whole story, and at the end of the 
and you know, at the end of the session that we had, and we we met for like an hour and a half. Normally, I meet for like forty five minutes in school setting. We met for like an hour and a half, and it was at the end of it. I just had to sit with her, and I, I just had I was compelled to. Well, first of all, I identified her strengths as mm-hmm. she talked about her struggles. Like, okay, why are these things happen to you? These were the things that you that helped you get through it, right? Um, and so, just giving her some some positive, Tools. some like some positivity back. Um, and then at the end of the time, I was like, you know what? I'm a very spiritual person. Um, and so I always ask for permission. I don't just That's throw it important. out there, but I say, Hey, is it okay if I pray for you? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, I would love for you to pray for me. And I held her hand and we prayed and I just, the tears just flowed out of her eyes. And I was just like, Oh my God. This is so powerful. But that's I was like, good. I cannot wait to see her again. That makes it all worthwhile. Yes. This is how you know that you're moving in your passion and you're doing something that you love. That is so amazing that you had that experience. And I'm glad that um, you found somebody that helps um, kennel that flame and continue mm-hmm. to ignite that, that fire in you and remind you constantly of why you are there. Yes. And why you went on this path to begin with and why you went down this road of becoming a therapist mm-hmm. because there are so many people who need it. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's moments it's moments like that that make me realize that like it makes me happy that God put me on this path. Because yeah. I remember graduating from undergrad and not knowing what the hell I was gonna do with my life. Yeah. Working, working at a car dealership selling Man. cars. And like God, you can't you didn't you didn't put me through those years in college for me to be right here. Like I know you didn't just sit, leave me right here. Like this is not where you meant for me to be. And for him to give me that that purpose of you're you're designed to go and help people. Like you're a helper. You you're designed to help children. You're designed to help adults. You're designed. I designed you to help people to grow and mm-hmm. to heal. Like that's that's what I designed you for. And he and he sent me on the right path. And it's amazing when I'm when. When it's amazing when you use the tool for what it's used for. Yes. You know, because yeah. it, it gets the job done that it's supposed to get done. And it's and it gets done so so yeah. beautifully. Yeah. That's awesome. What about you? Um, what about you? Not having the best week. Mm. I will say that. Um don't wanna expound too much. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that, but um, this is one of those weeks where um, I have to lean upon the lessons and understand that it will. You'll find out later with my um, one of my um, affirmations, mm. but lean upon the lessons that I'm supposed to learn in this moment. So um, that's what I've been doing. I've been focusing. I've been in reflection. And focusing on what I'm supposed to be learning in this time that I'm in right now. Um, Yeah, it's not a good week. I'm not happy about a lot of things. Mm. So, um, I don't know. Like, that's just me being real. That's just me being honest. Like, I I, I got nothing. I I can't just be like, yeah. Y'all gonna be like, what is wrong with her? She is faked in the mud right now. <laughs> like, I can't. I, I mean, don't I... have it to muster up to be like so excited. Woo-hoo. Is there anything positive that's happened with you this week? Actually, no, not really. No positive. Well, I'm alive. Okay. 
But that's what I'm saying. So, but it's nothing that is like overwhelmingly. You were just watching Alabama outside again. of the, you know. Well, I'm not finishing it because I'm doing this. But um, there's nothing that's we know out, they're gonna win outside of it. Yes, they will win. Yeah. But there's nothing that is. There's nothing that is positive on the level to tilt the scales mm. of what I'm dealing with. Okay. Because there's a multitude of different things that are culminating at one time. Yeah. That is um, extremely stressful for me. Yeah. So um, I'm coping okay. and I'm pushing. So that's when I, that's where I'm at right now. I'm pushing through and I am focusing my attention on the lesson because that's where my blessing is and focusing mm-hmm. on the lesson. So that's where I'm at. You know what? I'm a firm believer of sometimes it's important to sit in those emotions. Like it is, even though we're not, maybe we're, we're sitting in some quote unquote negative emotion. It's important to just sit in it and give it some respect, give it some respect, you know, because we don't, we don't try to make oh, absolutely when you're happy. We don't try to say, oh, man, you too happy. Let's bring it down a little bit. So when we're sad and when we're stressed, like it's okay to sit down and actually say, okay, man, this is really stressing me out. This Absolutely. Is really this is exactly what we talked about, I believe, mm-hmm. episode two. This is grief. That's yeah. all it is. It's a grieving process. So when things don't go your way or things are um, unexpected or mm-hmm. you have um, – situations where you are called upon to be resilient Mm. then it is a it is a different form of grief it's not a lot of people want to attach grief to just death Mm -hmm. but there is death in multiple forms it's Mm -hmm. death in all kinds of things an ending of any sort of cycle is a death in one way or another and you have to give it its respect and like i talked about i believe it was episode two um there is no right or wrong amount of time for that. A lot of people want to say, oh, well, you should be over this by now, or you should be this, or you should be that. You can't tell a person how to feel and how long it should take for them to feel the feelings that they're feeling. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but like you said, a person has to respect their feelings. So that's why I refuse to say, oh, I'm doing great. I'm not. I'm not doing great. I, I am still pushing, though, you know, because... There's not going to be every day. We're not going to be doing great every day. We're not going to be fine every day. It's not going to be easy. Some days it's going to be difficult. Some days you're going to feel like, excuse my language, explicit moment. Fuck this. Some days you're going to feel like that for real. <laughs> I'd give a warning just in case kids is watching, yeah. but some days you're going to feel like that. You're going to feel like this is some straight bullshit mm. and I don't want nothing to do with it. And I just want to rewind this motherfucking highlight reel back to a happier time. Mm. And, um, um, a lot of people say, God, I like to say spirit. I believe that spirit is, um, in those moments where it is difficult and you're having difficult times, spirit is encouraging you to push through. You know, because there is something greater on the opposite side. But when you hear that, don't nobody want to hear that shit. Nobody want to hear that when they in it. Not when they in it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody want to hear that. that. You like? I want to hear that. Like I don't want to hear. It's gonna get greater later. I, I think it's that's gonna because be people amazing. don't amazing. Nobody want to hear that. People are uncomfortable with dealing with those emotions, and so when you're dealing Not with me. it, no, no. When people <laughs> hear you talk about the things you're dealing with, 
they can't deal with that because they haven't dealt with their own emotions. Yeah. And so their default is, let me make you happy. That way I don't have to deal with what's going on. With I you. agree with that a million percent, mm-hmm. which is why it's probably not healthy, but it's what I do, which is why typically when I get into situations, I'm just being honest. Yeah, it's good self-awareness. But, but um, typically when I get into modes like this or I get um, into uh like my mom says, a funk or whatever the case may be where I'm dealing with something and I am grieving whatever I'm grieving Mm. and I know it's going to take me some time, I isolate myself from people. Mm. I don't like to be around people. I don't want to communicate with anybody. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't even want to do it because if I open up and I'm having my communication with you, and you hit me with that fake ass, it's going to get better. I'm going to be ready to tomahawk your head off. Like, just stay away from me. Like, I don't even want to talk about it because I'd rather you be like, yeah, that's fucked up. I'd rather you be like that. Like, just just be real with the situation. Don't hit me with the the fake whoop whop whammy. Don't hit me with the fake. <laughs> yeah, don't hit me with the fake. <laughs> You know, Christian mumbo, don't hit me with that because yeah. I don't want to hear that. Yes. It does nothing to edify my soul. It does nothing to push me through the situation. It's all about them. Yes. It's not about you. It's like, it's like I could have saved this interaction. I could have just kept this energy. Now I'm more mad. Instead of, instead of having some sense of, if you're saying to me, like I'm talking to you and I tell you, I'm having a fucked up week. And you're like, yeah, I can understand that. That is kind of fucked up. That makes me feel better than you saying, you know what? It gets better later. You want to know why? Here's the reason why it makes me feel better. And there may be people who are listening who agree mm-hmm. with this, but it makes me feel better for option A because I feel that you have more empathy in that situation. Yeah. Where option B is just kind of like, well, okay, back to talking about me. Uh-huh. Now that we didn't sweat that, you know, I asked you, whatever. Okay. Back to me now. Yeah. Back to me. And I just be like, bruh. Yeah, one of them is, like you said, empathy. <laughs> is me standing. Let me go stand where you're at so I can yes. feel you. And then also being a therapist or being in that therapeutic role, it's difficult to go through situations like this because damn near everybody you know is somebody who needs therapy or mm-hmm. looks at you as a person that is just always Mm -hmm. in a certain type of a light. And so when you are human, just like everyone else, they don't know how to deal with it. They hit Mm -hmm. you with the whoop whop whammy. They do. Yeah, they're going to hit you with that. And then once (laughs) they hit you with the whoop whop whammy, then it's like an awkward pause because they're like, I really just came here so you can help fix my problems. Like, you have problems? Yes, I have problems too. I have no one to talk to because everyone really doesn't want to hear. They just kind of want to, okay, so, yeah. All right, so let me tell you about my thing. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. It's, okay. it's the inability to sit in those just, emotions. He's like, fuck They're it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to. The thing is, you can Watch never. Watch some you, Netflix and drink. I don't know. You can never get comfortable in those emotions if you don't intentionally sit sit down and just feel them mm-hmm. you know it's the reason why when there's an end of a relationship and pe- instead of people sitting and saying okay this is what happened this is this is what this is why it didn't work out this is what i did wrong this is what the other person did wrong I, and, I, and it sucks that it didn't work out i feel bad because this relationship didn't work out people naturally will say okay i don't want to deal with those things and so let me go and jo- let me go build something with someone else let me jump into another relationship 
or a situationship. And yeah. instead of dealing with those emotions, the emotion is still going to be there. It's still going to be there. They're not going anywhere. So you might as well deal with them now, then deal with them, prolong them down the line. Excuse me. You know, because mm-hmm. they're not, like I said, they're not going anywhere. Let me ask you this. Yep. As your friend, mm-hmm. one thing I always try to say when I notice that people I care about are going through things, my number one question is, how can I support you? Um, you know, just for me listening, you know, we are similar when it comes to this mm-hmm. listening. And a lot of times, cause we are very similar. You and I like y'all wouldn't know, but we are very <laughs> similar. <laughs> like a lot of times it don't even have to do with processing. Cause it's just like, I just need somebody else to hear while I'm talking. So I don't feel like I done went all the way uh-huh. over the edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like having somebody that is there to listen as I process. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you're talking it out. And as you're talking it out, your brain is processing what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially to have somebody that is, um, like you said, done the work and has walked through that journey of doing the work and sitting in that. So they have um, the ability to empathize with you. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to um, give you some landmarks. Hey, go this way, go that way. You know, when I was dealing with this, I went this way. You don't have to go this way, but mm-hmm. this is the way that I went. True. They can give you some, some um, um, pointers you know what i mean and it may not be that you take their advice 100 percent, but it can give you some sort of understanding or some sort of okay this is not just happening to me alone or this is not i'm not the only one that has dealt with this in my life you know what i mean yeah so like just that humility just that being there and being an ear is does wonders in my opinion yeah but i'm a therapist so you know for me I understand. You know that's that, that's enough for us. Just somebody True. that's gonna listen. So it's like it's like being in your in your in a similar energy. Uh huh. We have very similar energy, so it, it is comforting. You always wonder, like, man, I wish I had a me in my life. Like, man, I feel like you are as close as I'll ever get to like having a me in my life. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's very comforting. You know. Yeah, we just I I come here, I'll be like, well. I already know Tony gonna have something to say, and I already know I'm finna have something to say. We finna do our little therapy right. with one another. We try to shut up when you walk in, like it just be wanting to come out. Yeah, like, I just want to tell you about this. I already, Next thing you know, I already knew. Like what I was dealing with, I was just like, "Well, just gonna wait till I get Tony's." <laughs> because don't nobody else understand. Everybody is just hitting me with the. The white bottle, little man. There, there. Yeah, there. You know there. that look, the look on pat on the back. Uh-huh. There, oh, it's there. gonna be okay. Uh, and everything, like, everything will work out. And, it, and then you hit them with the get your hands off of me. Right. Don't touch me with that <laughs> whack. There, there. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Side note, like, um, I don't know. I always do this for everyone out there that's listening. I'm a scratcher of the face. He, okay. And I do this random no, thing. I've been doing this since I was a, a kid. It's not a scratch. I don't it's know like what. A, it's like a flick. It's, so it is a you flick. Hear, if you hear like this kind of noise in the, in the microphone, this is me scratching either my nose, my eye, my His ear. His whole head. It's so yeah, weird. It's something about, it's like a dog almost. It's so. Like I just. It is. It. Let me tell you something. It feels so great I'm, too. I'm, I will tell you this. <laughs> I will tell you this. You know how they say each individual is an individual. This is the one thing that I will forever until the end of my days 
recognize Tony for it. This is it just is. <laughs> if I go, if I go twenty more years and end up in Italy, and somebody starts doing that. It's going to make me call Tony. I'm going to be like, let me tell you something. I was over here and this man flicking his face and I was like, dang. That's, I, that's I do, do not know why I do this. It's just something it's so, that is a part of me. It's so unique. It is just, I, I won't say weird because we all do different things, but it is very unique uh, to Tony. I have. I and have when a, we start this video podcast, they're going to see. I know. That's going to be the hard part. Like, dang, y'all going to be like, that. I, I feel like it's going to be videos of me just flicking my face like a compilation video. That's gonna be. It <laughs> it's just something I do. I don't know why I do it though, but it feels so good. I have I have another quirk I tell you about. Do I know this already? I don't know. I don't think so. We finna see. What other quirks do I have? I told you about. No, I just be noticing stuff. Uh, we finna see. So I have this quirk where um, I was telling uh, one of my friends about this the other day. Actually, um, if I so if I'm out in public, I'm very observant. Right. So if I'm in public and I see someone that I recognize that I know, if I see them before they see me, you hide from I will them. ignore them. Hey, listen. I don't know why Tony, I do this. Nope, nope, nope. I do this too. You do? Oh, this? yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> because it's the, it's the pressure. It's the pressure. I know exactly why oh. I do it. It's the pressure. And then it's it's so unexpected. It's like I was not prepared for this interaction. I don't prepare. I'm not, I'm not prepared for it. So I just be like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. If they run into you and you're not ready for it, it's like, oh, okay, I can deal with this because yeah. it's my. But if I see it, then my mind starts going like, you're not ready for this. Like, like it's like, what do you say? What do you say? Like, I don't what really are know they what going to say? To say? Right How many questions are they going to ask? Like, it's like it's that small talk. Like, I, I don't know what to say to Like, I'm not pre- like like you said, I'm not prepared for this interaction. And so, no. So if I see you, I'm like, oh. I know that person and I'm going to walk away. Now, like I said, if the person walks up to me and like, hey, so, hey, Tony, what's going on? Then I'll talk. Yeah. But I'm not walking up to you. I'm not nope. going to, I'm not going to lock. Now, if we lock eyes, that's different. But sometimes people lock eyes on me and they don't even recognize me. And I'd be like, ooh, I got away. Like, happy <laughs> happened today. Happened today at Aldi. I was at Aldi getting some groceries and I saw a girl that I knew from like years ago, like that I used to work with. And she looked Ooh, me dead in my that's eyes. The worst. She looked me dead in my eyes. But you know, we all got masks on. Uh huh. So even though she looked at me, it was kind of like you ever like some you ever been hiding from somebody and you know that you they see trying that to looking figure at you, you out. They trying to but you, but they they really don't see you. Yeah. But you think they looking at you, but they not. I feel like that's what happened. And I was like I was like hiding in plain sight. With oh her. lord. I was like, oh thank God she didn't say nothing. That to mask me. is a lifesaver. Yes. Boy. Oh Let man. Let me tell you something. Wear your mask. That was a slight PSA. Yes, PSA. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I can't, like, I don't like it. And my whole thing, I'm, I'm really weird. I have really weird energy about coworkers. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm strange about it. Like, I don't want to see you outside of. Were you work. one of the people that when you saw your teacher out in the grocery store, you was like, no, you're not supposed to be in the grocery store. You're supposed to be at the school. Yes and no. <laughs> I can deal with a teacher more than I can deal with a coworker. Okay. Because I feel like if me seeing my teacher is not going to drastically change or alter my life. Mm-hmm. Me seeing a coworker and my coworker bringing to my job, my place of employment where I make my, you know, um money to sustain myself, anything that I'm doing outside of the job is very problematic for me. Mm. 
I'm a person to where I keep my private life private from people who are not a part of my private life. Gotcha. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Like I don't want my coworkers. Yeah, I'm saying that. It's so weird. It's like you are just a coworker. Like we're not, we're not real friends. We are forced together because of this company. <laughs> I would have never known you, said, you. We are forced to be with each other. For real. Like, like I really. would never know. And now there are some coworkers that have become my friends. Yeah. And that's different. Like I can be with them outside it's like co- of work. Yeah. Outside of com- work spaces. Like I have a few coworkers from my old job that I can still, that I still interact with. But this is like the main reason I do have a rule. I do not add any coworkers on my Facebook page. Okay. Now, if I quit the job, if I like you for real, <laughs> I will add you. you add. Yeah, because they're all, get, sit, they're all sitting in purgatory. Look, I see them. I see. They're all sitting there. <laughs> so if I like them for real, I will add them. You if I don't, list. if I don't, they will just sit there. Just, just be staring at them. Because it's like you never, you never think of these people ever again. Yeah. Because you're only forged together because forged. of a corporation. <laughs> forged. <laughs> it's true. Oh, Tell me it's man. not true. I don't know. Think about your think about okay. Think about your think about your car car salesman days. Uh-huh. How many of them people are you calling up just to hang out? None of them. Is but that, that was, but that was a little different because that's the same thing. I don't want you tying me to this car because it would happen because I had somebody call me like that the car did this. I'm like I ain't got nothing to do with that. No, not your <laughs> like their car. The car I sold you broke down. I don't have nothing to not do with that. Not your customers. I'm talking about your coworkers. Oh, my coworkers. Well, I ain't like none of them anyway. But that's, so that's my different. point. It's normally like I don't really. I'm just tolerating this. Like I said we're forged together. We're just forged together because I came I didn't here. I your consent to be forged with you. <laughs> that's the thing. Oh, man. Tell me that's not true. How know. many of those people you met at, okay, your job now, how many people you met at your job right now do you feel like you would have met had you never applied for this job? Hmm. I don't think I would have met any of them because a lot of them, live live in like the St. Charles County area and so I don't frequent that area very much. And so it would have been very it would it would have been very highly unlikely that I would have ever built relationships with some of these people. Uh it probably be in the teens. Teens. Yeah. And the ones that you are in the teens that you're counting are the ones that you actually have real relationships with. Those are the ones that you actually can possibly be friends with once you leave the rest of them forced relationship forced yeah i think there's now the i will say the place the agency that i work with now it's a lot of great people that i can i would i would imagine that we're going to continue to be friends Mm -hmm. way past employment at that place Mm -hmm. you know but you know like i said in public some of them people you like boy don't you ever hit my social media (laughs) i'm well people out there if you see me out and about and you you know i'm not talking to you don't blame me don't no, blame charge it to my head, not my heart. I'm not trying to ignore you. Charge just, it to both because he just told a, you he purposely. <laughs> I guess you could, just, yeah. Charge it to both of them. I'm sorry, but this is just the way me. that he is. But, you, but you're welcome to come up here and talk to me. I'm just not going to come to you. Yeah, he's telling you it's not personal. <laughs> it's not. He's personal. not saying that he's going to ignore a, you if you a, walk up. Yeah, I'm not going to ignore you. Now that's 
different. I That's rude I as hell. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But if I see you before you see me, I'm not coming up to talk to you. Just know that. <laughs> Just know that. Even if we talked right before we got in there, <laughs> my best friend, I, was, I remember on campus at, at uh, my college. Uh, I saw him walking out of the uh, out of one of the halls, and he we both saw each other, and I just kept walking. He's like, "Don't be doing that shit with me." He's like, "I know what you're doing." He called me out on it, so call me out if you see me. If you see me and I do that, you are more than welcome to call me out, and I'll probably laugh it off. I just pray that one but day it's gonna happen. I just pray that we live on different sides of the town, but I pray <laughs> that one day I have this experience with Tony because I think it would be interesting because we both. Act the we'll same. Act like we weren't. Like we just, we just, we just oh, be hey, like, what's up? I ain't see you over there. We both. You, as soon as I walked in. Or we both act like we don't see. Right. It, it just be, <laughs> then we text each other afterwards. Like, was that you at the grocery store? <laughs> I'm texting you back. You know damn well that, yeah, that was, was me. me. I, you know, that was me. That was me. <laughs> but I was respecting. We were. We was respecting the code. We don't talk to. <laughs> we, don't. <laughs> we wasn't ready for this. Yeah, I was not ready. I was not prepared for this conversation. This interaction. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm kind of hot now. I got that, that wine. Is, it's, For real. That wine seeping in. For real. And you know what? I have, I'm I'm going, I'm going to give you, I'm going to see. I've had this situation where I pulled up next to a person that I knew. Oh, the car? Oh, no. And I'm I can't even, I can't, I can't even look at you. Parts. Like, I'm just, so I'm going to look I got to let the window down. Now I got to try to get you to let your window down. I got to turn the music down. I don't got time for all that. <laughs> I thought it was just me. I just, or if I know, or you know what else I do if I'm, if it's weird. Like, say for instance, we both left, we both left here after this podcast, and we both pull up to the car, to the red light at the same time. I'm not, not looking, looking at I'm you. I'm not looking at you. you is, it's so weird to me. It's like I was just talking to you. Like, right. why are you? Why are like, you? What are you gonna say? Hey, what's going on? I just saw, it's so, <laughs> I just, it's so weird. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. And if I see myself about to pull up to your car, I will purposely, you know how when you pull up, like if if it's both going to be at the light, yeah. I will purposely stop short, stop short of it, so, so that can't, our faces, can't I can't do it. I'm not looking anyway. I already saw, I know that was your car, so I have no reason to look at you. But yeah, I do the same thing. Ah, oh, man. Oh, man. So, those affirmations from last week. Oh, yes. So, last week's affirmations are as follows. We are going to go ahead and yeah, I don't recap. Have I just only wrote down the one that, that resonated with me. Yes. I fool. I, oh, I fool. I fuel myself for my health. Change is a choice I made for my growth. And I am excited to discover the different aspects of myself. All right. So which one of those resonated with I you? I had two. You had two. Okay. Okay. Change is a choice that I made for my growth. I felt like this resonated with me because it helps me remember. Like remembering this is a e- is help. It makes it easy for me to remember like why I started and continue on the path that I'm going because sometimes when you're on a path of growth, it get hard and you just be like, fuck this. Like, this is just <laughs> whack. Right. Like, I don't understand even why I'm doing this. And then when just hearing change is a choice that I made for my growth. So that when things are different, it helps me remember, okay, this is different because I'm making a choice to yeah. grow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, 
that resonated with me, especially because I'm not having the best of weeks. Mm. And then also the second one that resonated with me is I am excited to discover the different aspects of myself. And um, what what resonated with me with that is different outcomes by default results in changes and growth. So when you have different aspects of yourself or different parts of yourself, um, it can result in different outcomes or different um, like, you know, this part of yourself or this this you that you're aware of always reacts this type of way. But as you grow and change, your reactions might grow and change Mm -hmm. or most likely they will grow and change. And so um, those different outcomes are going to yield different results. So that's a positive things. And so um, that resonated with me. I'm excited to discover the different aspects of myself because it is going to, by default, um, ignite positive change if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah I, I i agree with all of those things mm-hmm. huh. that's where i'm at with it i told you i was in reflection i'm not having a yeah. it's, it's good for me growth yeah, wise yeah. but it sucks feeling wise mm-hmm. but it's good for me growth wise I, so the one that stuck with me was the affirmation of change is a choice i made for my growth as well mm. um for me um I have, so it's like, okay, okay, let me, let me rewind here. So it's helped me this year um, with the changes that I've made in my life. It's being more self-aware. Mm. It's made me more sensitive to others' energy. Yes. I'm very sensitive right now to the energy that I receive from other people. Um, now that I've kind of, now that I make choices along, along the lines of what works best for me, it makes me very sensitive to the energy that other people give off. And so if it's not the right energy, a lot of times I'll notice it. I'll notice that, Oh man, this is not working, but I, but I won't know right away. I won't understand why, but it'll, it'll be a feeling it'll be like, man, yeah. something is not connecting me to this. Yeah. And so it allows me more time to really process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm more apt to say, no, that's not good for me now. Right. Um, and so in the past, you know, a lot of times if, if I was around something that wasn't the right energy, I would just kind of be like, Oh, I don't want to mess it up. You know, maybe things will change, you know, maybe this person might change or maybe, uh, this will get better if I just persevere through it. And now I'm just kind of like, you know what? No, I'm not, I don't have time to be sitting and waiting to see what something's going to be. Cause we getting old. I don't know about you. I'm getting younger. I'm getting younger, but the years are counting the fuck uh-huh. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's already December. Like it is. We're about to hit twenty twenty one. I feel like I'm in a J. Cole song. Now, count it up. Twenty twenty one. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Don't come here like twenty twenty. Sit down and don't touch nothing. Yeah, don't no. touch. Just sit no. down. No. We finna no. we, we finna you know go what? in the store. Don't ask for nothing. You know what? Sit your ass in this car. I don't agree with that statement. What? Come in here and fix something. Because don't uh, leave it. So don't please, just be sitting here, huh? Please don't sit down. and look, For real, come in here and put stuff back. Because 2020 done threw all the everything out. Oh, we need help cleaning up, huh? Yes, clean it up. <laughs> clean it up, please. We beg yeah. of you. But, you know, going back to the the, the affirmation, um, one thing that I've really added to my, my life this year was just remembering the end goal and why I'm doing what I'm doing. 
Like, why am I doing this thing? Like what and keeping that at the forefront of my mind so that I don't get tied up when when I do notice that it's not working out, it doesn't or maybe I'm noticing that okay, something is getting in the way of what I'm trying to accomplish. And so it helps me keep things in perspective. Yeah. Um and so it gives me more I feel like I'm I have both of my hands on the steering wheel of my life compared to just letting it go. Yeah. Now I will say I'm more of a um Whatever I'm in a more of a whatever happens happens mode in my life, yeah, uh, which allows me to keep my hand on the steering wheel, but it allows me a chance to just kind of drift, yeah, and guide my way as I drift because I don't I don't really know where I'm going. We don't. You know, I, none, know, I don't really know where I necessarily want to go, but I'm open to where I might go. Yeah, you just it, you know a general direction. Yeah, yeah. I want to go northeast. I know northeast. I don't know which road I'm taking. I don't mm-hmm. know where the destiny. I don't know, but I know yeah. that I want to go in this direction. But most people don't know exactly where they're going. Yeah, and that's the beauty of the journey is no one knows exactly where they're going until they get there. True. True. So, but you, but what you can know is a general direction of what you want to go, and mm-hmm. you use that your compass of finding that general direction is your emotions and your feelings. They help you point to which way is okay. This, this feels good. This feels sucky. Okay. I'm not going to go this way because it feels kind of sucky over here. Mm. I'm going to go towards which feels good. So that may alter me from going North to Northwest instead of just going North, or it can alter me from going uh, Northwest to West, you know what I mean? Or going east or, you know, so it's just your feelings is your compass. But at the end of the day, no one knows. No one knows. It's kind of like we're leaning on our intuition to guide us. We are definitely leading on our intuition and we're, we're, we're relying heavily on our emotions as, um, symptoms or symptoms of, uh, the direction. So uh-huh. you don't have the direction, but what I do have is a clue about the direction. Uh-huh. So the emotions are like a clue. Uh-huh. Like, okay, I don't know which way I'm going, but I do know that if I follow happy, happy will take me towards the right direction. Uh-huh. It may not be exact, but it's in the general direction of this way. Yeah. And uh-huh. as you move forward, the, the, um, the road will be revealed to you right in front of your feet. Sometimes it's like driving um, in the middle of the night, you're driving cross country and you only have that few feet ahead of you with your headlights that you can see. That's sometimes that's how life is. You only have a little bit of ahead of you of what you can see. You don't have the full um, vision of the full path, but the path is there. Mm-hmm. You just got to keep moving and follow the compass of your heart. That's mm-hmm. my advice. Hmm. It's, it's interesting because um, today I got a call from one of my cousins uh-huh. and I hadn't, I haven't talked to him in a long time, actually. Um, no, no issue or anything. We just, no, I have a big family, so I don't talk to everybody all the time. Man, what you uh, say? My cousin called me and was like, she had a dream about me. Oh, you better t- uh, listen. You better listen. when She's she- like, she had a dream and she had to sit and think about what is, what is going on? Like, and she learned that it was about me what? and she was like, um, in, it's talking about the dream, what it told me, I guess it was a message from God to deliver to me. Uh, and I'm, I'm always into this kind of stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, the dream was that what God was telling her was to tell me that he's about to do something in my life. He's about to take me somewhere that is going to be very influential to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And he was like, and she was like, 
he's about to do something major in my life and to make sure that I continue to be humble. Do not get a big head. But he's Absolutely. about to do something. She like she feels uh she kind of felt like it would be something along the lines of being the voice of the youth. Yes. And I was like, "What?" It's like interesting. But that's but that's real. Yeah. Cuz yeah. even us sitting right here on this podcast uh-huh. That's real because in reality, you have no idea who you're going to reach when you're making something like this. Uh-huh. This lives on forever. Right. You know what I mean? As we watch these from week to week, somebody can pick this up at whatever time because yeah. it becomes a tool for God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As and I apologize if I'm offending anybody in their religion, but yeah. you know, that's not my intention. But um, so our, cre- our creator, you know, whatever, creator, creator universe, but it becomes a tool for the divine. I'll just okay, say that for the divine, it becomes a tool for the divine to for anybody for any anybody at any time in any situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody is going through something. They could be feeling exactly how I'm feeling today. And uh the divine or spirit could put upon their heart in July of next year to pull up this podcast. You know what I mean? And we become a an extension of the divine working in the physical space. And that's beautiful. You know what I mean? So that's a wonderful thing. That's an amazing message. That's dope. That's dope AF. You do know this, right? Yeah. And I see that already. I've already yeah, like see was, that. It was like, it was just interesting that. But you're not, you're not going to have to worry about being humble. You already are humble. You're yeah, very, I, very, I, very, 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 very. I've never been a humble. big, big headed person. I, I honestly, I've probably been more so self deprecating than I have been big headed. And so I actually, I've, I've gotten better at trying to big myself up more, you know, cause you know, it's important to to be confident in who you are and be mm-hmm. confident in your abilities. Like, I I will sit and say I'm a dope ass therapist. Mm-hmm. I am. I am, and I'm not being big headed. Not saying I'm better than anyone else, but I think I believe that I'm I'm great at what I do. Yeah. And so this t- this time of my life has been about owning owning the things that I'm great at. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I, and I th- so it was really nice to hear that. I think <laughs> that you have a good healthy balance of. Um, accepting who you are and where you are and um, honoring your talents and being um, um, knowledgeable about your existence in the greater scheme of things. So you have a very, you're very good at being balanced, being humble and being um, um, stepping into your own. You know what I mean? Some people don't know how to do both. True. You're doing both very well. Thank you. And once you do that, I feel that the divine will always provide and bless you with more because I mess this up every time. Who much is given. given too much is required. Right? Yeah. So, so I, I feel that the divine always gives um, more to people that they, they know that they can require um, the responsibility of it, if that makes sense. So, like, a lot of people want more things, or they want um, increase or expounding on whatever it is that they're dealing with, but you don't have the tools to maintain the responsibility for that gift that you're getting. Mm -hmm. So, um, you may not get it when you want it, or whatever the case may be, but I feel that you are in a place to where you can... um, be very, uh, be very um, yeah. beneficial to a lot of people, and 
and I think it's awesome. You know, therapy is something that's not always um, available to our people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and there's a lot of stigma against it. There's a lot of stigma against it, period, whether you're mm -hmm. black or not. But there's a lot of stigma in the black culture. And there's a lot of um, whether we still whether we educate ourselves and understand about therapy, there's still this knot in the back of your throat of I don't want to be the person that has to go get a therapist. I don't want to come face to face with my struggles. But not only that, I don't want to feel like I am weak. And mm, I can't yeah. come face to face with my struggles yeah. on my own. Yeah. And a lot of people struggle with that. And having the ability for people to do this online mm. as they work through it to get to the point to where they can make that first step is amazing. Yeah. And you're offering that to people. And that is such a dope ass thing to offer because you don't have to. Yeah. With your accolades and everything, you do not have to give what you give to this podcast and me personally, I'm grateful for it each yeah. and every episode. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you very much. Um, so last week we had a journal prompt. Yes, we did. I will be honest with you. What, what happened? This was probably the, the most difficult journal prompt I've really? ever had in my life. Really? And I've come up with a lot of journal. Why prompts. You I'm a journaler <laughs> in a way. Um, this so the journal prompt was, what is the title or position that you are currently seeking and what does it mean to you? This was easy for me. Last week sucked. Last week I struggled. Wasn't that the perfect day? Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, oh, I Lord. Got I got comments on my perfect day. I bet you did. <laughs> I said what? Like, this is my day. Look, I said, I think I failed this assignment. This is my day. I, had, I was, I was ca caught up on the word perfect. I was like, nothing is really part. I got the, you know, mm -hmm. I got the going philosophical yeah. in my brain. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, for this. So this one was easy for you. It was very easy for okay. me because I'm an overthinker. So this okay. one's easier for me. So, um, what is the title or position you are currently seeking? The title and position that I am currently seeking is wife, partner, and entrepreneur. Okay, and then the next question is, and what does it mean to you? This was my response to that. It means fulfillment in my life. Desiring to become an entrepreneur is very important, important to me. It is something that I feel will help me be able to fully move in my purpose and be able to provide to the world. To have someone who supports me and is willing to be a partner in this journey is on this journey that I am on in life would be everything. So having the combination of a wife slash partner and um, being a wife slash partner and entrepreneur is everything that I'm seeking for right now. Wow. That's deep. That's so for real. Uh -huh. Like that's been my, that's been my journey since 27. When I made the decision that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I was very, um, and I move um, in my day-to-day -day in that manner. Um, like even when I look for people as to date or whatever the case may be, I look for them in that manner because everybody is nice. You know, everybody can be nice and mm -hmm. have good personalities and be handsome and all of those things. But I'm looking for a particular thing because yeah. I have a purpose 
that I want to accomplish. Mm. And I want to make sure that my purpose is not pulling someone away from their purpose Mm -hmm. or having us compromise on something that is supposed to be edifying this world in a higher way, like them or me. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we're both in the same sort of alignment as we're moving forward and um, being contributors Mm. to society. Yeah. It's very similar to me, but this was hard for me because there is really no title that I'm seeking. But because of that, so what I thought more about is, okay, wherever I, whatever title I do uh, uh, um, get or, you know, uh, achieve, what is it that I want that title to give me the ability to do? And so I wrote down those things. So whatever title that I, that I get or that I, or whatever position that I get, I wanted to be able to fulfill me as uh fulfill my purpose as a man. Mm. Um, if, if this, as long as this title, the title has to, or the title position that I hold has to give me the ability to be myself for yeah. me. Um, it has to give me the ability to heal others. And it has to give me the ability to allow others to be better versions of themselves. Yeah. And so whatever that title may be, that purpose I'm piece, open to it. That purpose right? piece is Whether everything. it's husband, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether it's a friend, whether it's... Um, whether it's the one you have. Theater. Uh, theater. Therapist. Therapist. You know, whether it's it's whatever. As long as it allows me those three things to be able to fulfill my purpose as a man, I am on board with having that position. Yeah. Um, but the position itself, no, I, I don't seek anything. I've, um, I like, I like, I don't know. I am a person to where I don't like, I don't know. I'm weird. Like I don't like a whole bunch of people, but I do like conversation. I like to be able to bounce ideas with someone else. Mm -hmm. So that partnership piece is everything for me. Mm -hmm. Like having a person that I know that has been through, been there with me as I progress and can tell me, uh, Sheree, you fucking wrong here. Like you is just dead ass wrong. Like you wrong. Uh, You're off track here is everything to me. You know what I mean? It gives you a sense of con- uh, uh, accountability because yeah. sometimes we can get lost within our own selves and True, we can start yeah. convincing ourselves that we're right when we're wrong. Uh, but wrong. having somebody on the outside that knows you and can set and can keep you grounded um, not that that's their responsibility, but has the ability to keep you grounded if you get lost is dope to me. Uh-huh. So that's why for me, that whole wife slash partner thing is so dope to me. Uh-huh. Having somebody that understands me and can call me out because sometimes I'm going to try it. I'm just am because I'm human. You know what I mean? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try See what I can get away with. You know what I mean? And I might be on all bullshit, but somebody wants to tell me, Should you on all bullshit right now. Like, this right. is just, I don't know what's going on, but what you're doing is not helping you or anyone else. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You know, one of the re- reasons I wanted to ask the question of why is it important? Because I think people need to, sometimes people are seeking a position, a title. And they don't even know why. They don't even know why. They don't even know what comes behind it. They don't even know what it means to them. Except, okay, 
because I hold this position, because I am a wife or because I am society. a husband, because I am an entrepreneur. Now that gives me this. Now it validates me in this way. Mm-hmm. And you, a position shouldn't have to validate you. Nope. You should validate yourself and then allow that position to enhance who you already are. Absolutely. You know, but people get so caught up in that, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, and that's why I wanted to ask. I wanted people to really think about why do you, why is that important to you? Why is it so much? Like, yeah. what's going on? Like, why is you, why is you got to break the bank for this? Because the thing about it is at the end of the day, like, even though I'm seeking the title of partner, wife, entrepreneur, and I'm seeking that title as, as I currently am uh-huh. not a partner, a wife, or uh-huh. an entrepreneur, I still, I, I'm cultivating and creating and crafting my mindset for that. Yeah. That's the whole, so for me answering that question, that was good for me so that I can say, okay, my mindset is focused on these things. It's like a compass. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? My mindset is focused on, okay, I want to have an entrepreneurial mindset. I want to have a partnership based mindset. So as I interact with other people or I'm presented with other situations, Mm -hmm. I can think about it in the mindset that I desire, not the mindset that I am in. Right. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. So that was a good question. Um, Yes. Hope that you all were able to get some, some really deep understanding when it comes to that question, because and, and whatever you all come up with, please like share, you know, share your your thoughts on the prompt or the affirmation. What did what did you get from it? What did what were your answers? What was your reason for the position that you're currently seeking? You know, it's a really good source of conversation. You know, around the dinner table or with friends. Uh-huh. Um, so we hope that you all were able to have those good conversations among each other. Yes. You know. So today, we thought we'd talk about just the t- the the topic of shooting your shots. Now, Love. when you hear shooting your shot, lots of things probably come to mind. I probably can hear people, the booze from here. Yeah, pe- people, people probably attribute it to like Dang. approaching a person and asking them out on a date. But we're taking it on a more deeper level of seizing opportunity. That's right. In any kind of form. Yes, in Shooting any form. your professional shot. Yes, shooting your shot in general. Because shooting your shot is progressing you in life. Yep, it's taking a chance. It's taking a step. It's moving forward. Uh-huh. So I got a couple of questions about this. Me too. Why is shooting your shot so hard? Ooh. So that kind of went along with my first one of <laughs> why do people feel that? Why do you feel that people do not shoot their shot? So why is shooting your shot so hard? Um, I think that. People fear rejection. I definitely, a hundred thousand, can I make more numbers? Google agree. I think that rejection in itself, in its essence, people take rejection as I am not worthy. Yeah. And that is not, what? Or not not only I am not worthy or the... um, level that I thought that I am on is now invalidated yes. by this person. Exactly. Yes. And so people take rejection so personal when rejection is just within the person that rejected you. Like if I go to a job interview and I and I apply and I go there and I put my best foot forward 
And I tell them how great of a person I am and how qualified I am, I am for that position. And they say, you know what, we're going to go in another direction. It shouldn't be about, oh, maybe I, I'm not that good enough. Like, no, maybe you're great, but that they found someone else that better suited what they were looking for. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily have to be your problem. Like, you both can be fine. Like, you can be rejected and still be a great person. You would think. Yeah, but people but take it as. But our human minds. Yeah, our human minds say, dang, why, well, what is wrong with me to why you don't that. choose me? Our it's human like, minds no, like, going. It's okay not to be chosen. Like, there's some something or someone out there that will value what you have to offer. That's true. But, you know, I think that people struggle with people that don't shoot their shot because they're afraid of what other people they're they're afraid of being invalidated, like you said. Uh-huh. Well, this actually leads to my second question. Oh, that was short. Why is rejection so crippling? I don't know. What do you think? I think rejection is <laughs> I think rejection is crippling and it stops you from moving forward because it hurts. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like Tony was saying earlier about people not sitting in that emotion. Yeah. It hurts. Nobody wants to do it. Who wants to sit in crappy emotion? No one. So because of that feeling of, I don't like this, you just, you, you get, you get stuck. Uh You get, you freeze. It's almost like, okay, it's the equivalent of you burn your hand on the stove. I don't really want to. Like, I don't really want to cook on the stove. I'll use the microwave. Like, you you, you try to avoid it altogether because you don't... Self-preservation. Yes, you remember what happened before. Or you got bit by a dog when you were six. Yeah. And you're 47 and you're scared of a chihuahua. Like, what is going on? Uh But a lot of that is because you're afraid of the possibility of that, whatever happened to you before can possibly happen again. Um, and the fact that that word possibly is there is what is like, so nah, there's bruh. always a chance. Nah, bruh. What you're saying is there's a chance. What you're saying is that only is there a chance, there's a chance, and I have no way to control the chance. Uh, what do you think that stems from? Like, when, where do we get this feeling of fear of rejection? Like, where does that begin? What that begins from a lack of control, I believe. Lack of control, so... Like, like when we're kids or something. Like when we're I just babies. feel like I just feel like we are when we when we're moving through life. We are the we are the the pilots of our life. We control. We decide. We make choices. You know what I mean. We go left. We go right. We do this. We do that. Whatever choice we make is our decision, uh-huh. and whatever consequences that comes along with that is. The, the repercussions of our decisions. But the fact that someone else can make a choice and you can reap the consequences of that choice or residual feelings based off of a choice someone else made is uh-huh. just too much for a lot of people to bear, yeah. including myself sometimes. Because I don't yeah. fuck with rejection. I just don't. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think me personally, I, I, I struggle with I struggle with it. In the past, I struggled with it a lot. But now I, I almost I'm gonna say I, I'm almost I'm not all the way over the hill, but I'm like eighty five percent of I really don't give a fuck anymore. I wish. Listen, I'm like, like I just like look. I'm gonna put myself wanna, out there. 
You want to know my percentage? And per- either you're going to accept it or like it or you're not. And Let me tell you okay. where my percentage is at. Where? 57. 57. I need to like <laughs> amp it up. Like I, I really do still care. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I, and that's, and I, contrary to popular belief, I want to be like you. I don't want to give a fuck, but uh-huh. I don't like, you know how people be like savage mode. Like don't like just, I'm out. I, I can't do that. Uh-huh. Like my brain just, <laughs> I'm lying to myself. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, I'm gonna be a savage out here. No, you're not. My brain be like this. Press lips, girl. Savage <laughs> word. You're not gonna be a savage. You're gonna be stressed out and up to four o'clock in the morning overthinking about this shit because you because you said one thing that could possibly be misconstrued. You're gonna be sitting up here thinking about how that person took or didn't take what you possibly could have. Girl, mm-hmm. savage word. Yeah, well, I, it kind of goes with my next question of like, what do you think it takes for people to to take those chances and see those opportunities? I personally think that you first had to start with your uh, inward. You had to look inward yeah. and recognize the things that make you amazing, the things that make you great, mm-hmm. your, your strengths, your attributes, your characteristics, your qualities. Being self aware of all of those things allows you to approach an opportunity and say. This is me. Do you, I want you, or I want this position, or I want this relationship. I want to take you out. Will you go, will you accept? And if right. a person says no, it's like, okay, fine. Because these things that are me are still intact. Just because you said no doesn't take away from the qualities that I have. Right. Just because you said no doesn't take away from my attributes or the things that make me amazing. Just because you say no doesn't mean that I'm not a good person anymore. Right. And so it's being aware of who you are and being accepting, fully accepting of who you are allows you to deal with rejection in a way that says, okay, cool. That doesn't change anything about me. Right. Uh, I think if you lead there, if you lead with who you are instead of who, who you're trying to, to get or what opportunity you're trying to achieve, then it allows you to better handle it when it doesn't go that way. That's very true. And you can approach the situation with more confidence because sometimes we don't, we we don't, we get rejected because we don't have the confidence. It's very true. Right. Cause p- people in situ in jobs, they can see when, Oh, this person isn't really confident in who they are. I don't know you if know? they really say they really can do the things that they say that they can. Yeah. Like people, if you walk up to somebody, like say for example, I'm walking and I keep attributing it back to like dating because it's, that seems to be the more relatable thing. Like if yeah, you but if you walk up to somebody and be like, yeah. well, uh, hey, uh, my name is Tony. Uh, uh, <laughs> you looking down and you're like swaying from side to side and you're like, and I just you know think that you're really um, you're really you look really good and I just would like <laughs> they gonna look at you and be like, man, if you don't get out of my damn face, like what is your problem? Like have some balls to to just say what you want to say and just, whatever I whatever I say, mm-hmm. just say what you want to say so we can so. You can just get it out, you know? I think that goes a lot with, like I said, not having that confidence. Sometimes you got to have, you got to know who you are, be accepting of who you are, and have the confidence to face any situation or any opportunity with confidence. Like you got to have agree. that, you know, to overcome that. So the rejection won't mean anything if you're if you approach it from that mindset. What do you think? I don't know if it won't mean nothing, but it may sting a lot less. It will. Yeah, but I don't know if it won't mean nothing. I feel like, the meaning is the meaning of rejection 
is um, the only the meaning comes from what you give it. You know what I mean? You give it, you give it meaning. You give it power. You give it whatever it is. How much you you how much power you hold to it? Like you said, you're at what did you say eighty five percent. I'm at eighty five percent. Eighty five percent. Fifteen percent. Where I'm like, Ugh. but I'm more. <sighs> I'm more at like a fifty seven. You know what I mean? So for you, you got fifteen percent of rejection. Not meaning rejection meaning something to you. Yeah. Well, I got damn near half. Still human. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I put myself out there and somebody be like, nah, or they be like, curve me. Yeah. I'm like, man, that sucks. But yeah, it doesn't affect me like it used but to. But it affects it affects me a lot, and I don't know if it's maybe a female thing as much like. Or if it's just a me thing. Like, I've never been one to be... Like, the whole concept of shooting your shot, bruh. <laughs> no, thank you. I'd rather literally go to the gym and shoot shots uh, than actually shoot a metaphorical shot. Do you have I, a rejection story? Who doesn't have a rejection story? That you could talk about? Oh, my God. I, let's Let's... Wheel out the the, the uh, goddamn uh, file cabinet and find one. Like, oh my god! I literally see a file cabinet sliding li- out of the background. Like, hold there on, there is a metaphorical file cabinet. <laughs> it's like two thousand and sixteen. Like, Brad, like it's so okay, many. Okay, February. There. Okay, gotcha. Let me tell you. So, uh, we'll just keep it on the topic of dating. I'll okay. just keep it general because I think mine's gonna be dating too. Let me tell you something. All of uh. People that I've talked to and whatnot, you know, a lot of them, we're still good friends. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I don't want to do that. So we're just going to keep it real general. But um, don't get scared. I know y'all out there like, oh, shit. She's going to talk about Everybody on high alert. Like, who she's about to talk about? <laughs> I'm going to mix stories together. How about that? You want to make it, make it okay. But anyway, um. Just uh, in general, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I had. <laughs> okay. That <laughs> laugh. Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which person, which person I'm going to go with. like an evil laugh. Like, I, <laughs> I have always. Okay, we have, I have, I have had a string of rejection that started from a very young age. Okay. Um, and I'll never forget the, one of the first boys that, that rejected me. And here's the thing about me getting rejected. It's always this, uh, it's always this passive ass rejection. It's never like, I don't like you girl. Like it's never that. It's always this backhanded ass <laughs> rejection every damn time like they don't I, walk with you they smack you in the just, face with you, huh? they, they gently stab you in the heart oh, it's like man. just get it over with oh my god you. this is painful and slow and terrible like, in every way I'm gonna put it right here it's like it's, and they just hold your hand and it's like oh come on with me over here it's beautiful sunset and uh, everything is and just just gonna feel a little prick. It's okay. <laughs> just, just don't fight it. Let the knife go into your heart. Slowly oh, and gently. Oh no! There, there, in Kiru. There, oh, I was like, there it is. How there. Take a deep breath. Just, 
<laughs> just let the life slowly just let it let it just <laughs> let it be what it's oh, going man. to be this shit is horrible it's just like just get it over with but i've always had that i remember i think i was like oh shit it was either like the third or the fourth grade and there was this guy oh i'm sorry you know who you are but there's this guy and i'm not gonna say your name so relax but there's this guy in the neighborhood and i was very this was like my first little you know when you're a kid and you're like oh my god the opposite sex is a thing you know what i mean like oh so this was like this was like my first little like oh that's why we're different mm-hmm. like this is like my first thing and i'll never forget it because it was terrible it wasn't terrible but it was like a slow painful terrible like breaking of my little fourth grade heart like oh, it was fourth grade, okay yeah like okay. it was like third or fourth grade it's like hellas ago like hellas uh-huh. hellas so anyway uh I remember, like, because, you know, as we talked about, I think we talked about it before on this podcast, but if you don't know, you're about to find out. I am a um, female professional tackle football player. And I have always been a quote-unquote tomboyish type girl. I've always been very athletic, very competitive, and I've always kind of run with the boys a little bit. I have three brothers, and all of them are around me in age. I have an older brother, and then my two younger siblings are my brothers. So my sisters are way, way, way older than me, like almost seven years older than me. Like, it's, it's, it's not even close. Like, we're in two completely different just... Yeah. mindset so my siblings that i grew up around were all boys so you know i was i was trying to do everything that they can do anything you can do i can do better that's what i was you know anything you can yeah do, I can do and better. so um with that being said you know like i was trying to do every i literally have mm. a scar scars on my body to remind me of of this story that I'm telling. Oh goodness! Yeah, yeah. Terrified uh, now. Here's one of them here. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So back to the story. Anyway, so one day we were skating, and this is back in the '90s. So we're skating on the street. Cue the '90s music. Yes, cue the '90s music. But this, we're skating, rollerblading. You know, got all the stuff. We're on the regular St. Louis streets. Okay. okay. We not in no skating rink. We on the regular skate St. Louis streets. And I'm trying to keep up with the boys. You know what I mean? So it's everybody is out there. And then there's me. And then one of the other guys is little sister. But everybody is boys out there. And I'm, you know, we doing, I'm doing everything everybody else is doing. Climbing trees. I'm up there. I'm doing everything that everybody else is doing. But I've always been attracted to the most athletic one the most you know this is like my thing you Uh know what i mean so i'm just like okay i don't know the guy that we're talking about i'm just like okay i'm attracted to this guy i'm going to impress him by being better than him you know what i mean okay you know i'm a kid i don't know no better love and roller skating yeah you know so (laughs) let me play to your heart we're skating we're skating (laughs) We just skating, skating, skating. Uh And yeah, and my brothers, bless their heart, they're so pissed off at me about this. They was like, 
they were really upset with me about this whole thing. And they kept trying to tell me because my older brother was because he's uh um I was younger than him uh-huh. and the guy was older than older than me. He was like the age of my older brother, but he was like a year or two years yeah. older than me. So we're still in the same age. And so I'm trying to skate with my big brother, like where my big brother is. Where my brother's like, you need to skate on the sidewalk. Right. You're a kid. You need to be over here. I'm responsible for you. You need to be over here. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to skate in the middle of the streets because right. I'm a big kid. Right. And I'm about, to, I'm about to impress. You know what I mean? I'm about to show you that I got all these skills because you need to pay attention. Right? Uh-huh. So I'm skating down this hill. You know, we got this hill down the hill. And um, this truck starts coming up the hill. So all the big kids, they know, jump out the way. You know what I mean? Not you, huh? Not, well, I I didn't know. <laughs> I know that I need to jump out the way, but I didn't know how oh. to jump out the way. Mm. So my brother's screaming, get out the street, get out the street. So I jump on the, on the sidewalk. But, you know, St. Louis, you know, we need more funding for our streets. <laughs> you know, the PSA. sidewalk. Was raggedy. Save our streets, literally. Listen, the sidewalks <laughs> was raggedy. It looked like teeth that needed bracelets. Like the sidewalk oh, was man. just all the way just. It was jacked up. Yes. And so as I jumped <laughs> on the sidewalk, I hit I hit the, uh, like the, the fucked up sidewalk and my oh. body flew in the air and I landed on my shoulder and on my knee. It was like that and grandma my, that got hit on the Wayans Brothers uh, exactly. thing. Exactly. So, hit by the bus. Or like, or, yep. Or like <laughs> Jazzy Jeff who got thrown out of oh. the house. Like body flying <laughs> in the air. And my brother was so pissed because he was like, mama is going to fucking kill me. Yes. Yeah, yeah mama didn't play. Because I had so many. Siblings. Listen, I had, my skin was like perfect before. I had so many. He was like, Mama is going to kill me. I was bleeding from so many places. <laughs> the ground just start rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and my brothers had to carry me home. And I'm crying. Tony, I'm crying the whole time because I thought he's never going to talk to me. Not you know, because I'm dying. <laughs> Forget all the blood you're losing. You Forget- lightheaded. Forget it. That's my shot. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember, like, trying to shoot my shot afterwards, like, try to give him a note or some bullshit, and he was like, "Uh, no." Like, and I was like, "It's because I failed." Like, I, I internalized it. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hilarious! I would just laugh saying that. Man, but when you a kid. You don't know no better, man. You don't know nothing else. You man. just like, man. And like that was like my start. And I was like, boy, this is gonna be a rough life. Because uh shit. I I can't remember nothing early at that age. I'm pretty sure there's something that existed, but like I've always been a kid who I did not take chances when it came to like I used to have my, my older cousins or uncles be like, man, just go just go talk to the girl over there. And I'd be like, Nope. I'm not talking to no random girl on the street. I don't know you. I'm not finna do that. So high school happened, and it was sophomore year, and this new girl came to the school. Oh lord! I'm not, you probably already know. I do, but, but I'm not, I'm not saying. Gonna say her name. I'm not gonna she, say. She know who she is. Oh god! This new girl came to the school, 
and she was oh, in my class. Lord. And then when I saw her, it was like, cue the mini Ripperton. I swear. <laughs> See, we both had the same similar it was all situation all the sophomore music. year. Because I had my situation okay. sophomore year. Yes. But this I'm not going to speak no, on my not situation. Speak on <laughs> But yes, so the music was cute, and I saw her, and I was like, you know what? F it. I'm going to shoot my shot. You was I'm brave. Gonna, I'm going to, I will kick myself in the ass if I do not go and talk to this girl. So from the get-go, I was in her face, and I feel somehow, like it plays against you. Somehow, not in her face like in an annoying way, but like, you know, I let, I let my intentions be known. Like, yeah. I like you. I want to take you out. I think homecoming was happening, uh-huh. happening, and I didn't go to homecoming freshman year. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to homecoming this year, and I'm going to ask this girl out. I'm going to do something I've never done in my life. Right? Look at you. Go, so, T. So it all seemed to be going well. Uh, but then we got closer to homecoming, and she wrote me this note. It was like, uh, I really like this other person. It's a whole note, but what I saw was I really like this he other person. He said the only thing I read and out The only thing that mattered was I like this <laughs> other guy and he asked me out, but because you've already asked me homecoming, I'll still go with you. But I just wanted to let you know that. And I was so crushed. And I happened to, I remember she was wearing a jersey that day. She was wearing like a oh, number four man. jersey. At our, at our school, I was on the football team. Uh, you know, on game day, normally like, we would wear our jerseys to school. Oh, we talking and, now, y'all. And, we and, didn't, we and, didn't the, cr- and the girls that would <laughs> be supportive of that player, they would wear their t- that person's jersey too. You would pick that. You and would wear she that number. A, she had a number four jersey. And I didn't think much of it until like later in the day. And I was like, <laughs> number four? Who the hell is number four? So I'm, we, I'm walking out of practice. And there's this guy in front of me. I ain't going to say his name. But I was like, he know who he is. I was like, so, so are you? Aren't you number four? He's like, yeah, I'm number four. And I was crushed. I was like, I lost <sighs> on this girl to this guy. It was a little bit of pride. It hit my ego a little bit because I was like, he was, you know, he wasn't the most, you know, likable guy in the school. You know, he wasn't the little popular. Man. He was just kind of like on the side almost. But like, I was like, I lost out to him. And so my heart was crushed. Went to homecoming, had the best time of my life. We even like, had like a little kiss that night. It was uh. a great, it was a great. I was like, well, maybe she didn't talk to me no more after that. <laughs> oh, He's man. like, maybe I changed your like, mind. Well, maybe, you know, maybe man, my charm. Let me tell you something. Maybe my charm rubbed off and she, nope. Let I ain't heard, I and she didn't say nothing to me. For the rest of that school year, I'm being facetious. So she probably talked to me, but in that moment, she, she didn't say definitely else. talked to you. But she definitely talked to me. But, but it doesn't matter. At that time, in that... I was like, "Oh, I'm done." Like, and I, and, and since no words matter and anymore. I would say for a good ten to fifteen years, I never, I never shot my shot at nobody ever again. I was, I'm telling you, I was like, "Nope." Like not doing to this that. day, to this day, I had a situation from that same similar year. You know, we are in the same year, uh, sophomore year. Mm-mm. Listen, I graduated. That person did not know. I graduated from college and that person did not know. It took years, 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 uh-huh. years, years for me to even, and a, a, a threat 
from another mm-hmm. person for me to ever say anything. So, yeah. you know, I understand that. I understand it a lot. Like that fear of rejection is real. That's a real, real, real thing. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, what is your, what is the best way to shoot your shot? Well, I think it kind of goes along with um, what I was saying with earlier about you have to first identify the things that make you special, the things that make you who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's hard to put yourself out there to be either accepted or rejected without first accepting yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to accept yourself first and not accept the good things, but accept the bad stuff too. Like if you are, so okay, look at my, I'm talking about myself. Okay. I'm a big guy. Been a big guy all my life. Uh-huh. You know, I've accepted the fact that I'm a big guy. Okay. So if I get rejected, I'm not automatically going to, Oh man, you know, I'm a big guy. I've accepted that about myself. And so now it's like, okay, well, Hey, if that person says no, or a person curses me, it's like, okay, cool. Cause I've already accepted the things that I view as my flaws. Right. Right. So there's nothing you can do to make me feel worse. So now since there's nothing, so it's like, if you say no, doesn't change anything. Right. If you say yes, great. Mm-hmm. Right. Still don't change who I am. Mm-hmm. So now I have nothing to lose by asking you out, man. That's listen, you know, it's easier. It's easier said than done. You know, I, I like to liken it to, uh, so there's this model that, you know, is used in CBT, the cognitive, you know, uh, behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. uh, where we call it the cognitive triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this triangle, um, it's, there's a huge correlation between our thoughts, our feelings, and our behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot, a lot of times it starts off as a thought. And so if we tie this back to shooting your shot, you know, the thought process is, okay, I think that, I'm just using an example. I think that I am not attractive, right? I think I'm not attractive. And so how does that make me feel to, to think that I'm not attractive? It makes me feel sad, right? Mm-hmm. And when I feel sad, how do I behave? I might isolate myself. I might appear as though I'm not confident. I might uh, um, be standoffish. Right. You know, I might not necessarily behave in the way that is my best self. Yeah. And so we literally are seeing the concept of our thoughts become things Mm -hmm. because how we think ultimately dictates how we behave. That's very true. Um, And so when we talk about the shooting your shot and the rejection part, it's understanding it's it's having more positive thought process about yourself so that our feelings and our behavior dictate that. Yeah. Um, So when I, when I felt better about myself, when I was able to accept everything about myself, the good and the bad, now I'm thinking from a positive standpoint. So now when I approach you, and I get rejected. Now it's like, okay, cool. Because I'm still great. Right. You know I'm, I'm still okay. I can still have a positive self-thinking. I still have positive feelings about myself. And right. so my behaviors are going to... So it's gonna when you meet me, I'm going to cut here as if I have all this confidence in the world. Because I do. Because I've accepted all these things. I have positive self, self-mindset. I think that actually answers my next question, but if it doesn't, you can expound upon it. How do you rebound from a missed shot? Because um, that's going to happen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All, all, the shots, all, all the shots you put in ain't, gonna, ain't going in. Of course. Yeah, of course. It don't, it don't always go in. Sometimes it can even get on that rim and still fall just out. Just be spinning, and you be like, oh, is it going to go in or not? Nope. I definitely... <laughs> I definitely had a shot that I shot that it seemed like it was just spinning and spinning and spinning, but it finally went in. It's great, you know, but, um, 
But yeah, I would say that you know when uh, when your shot is when you miss the shot, it goes back to the the mindset of okay, what is what do you what in, what thought what thoughts are you telling yourself? Right. What are you telling yourself about that missed shot? Are you saying that oh I'm never going to shoot this ball again because I'm a terrible shooter? Or are you saying okay, hey, that was just a missed shot. Sometimes we miss. Is it a is it if there's a missed shot? Is that does that mean shoot the ball in the same um, hoop again, or does that mean find hey, a new hoop? You have whatever you decide to do. Just know that it doesn't change who you are. Mm. It's it's having a positive image of self. Um, and when you have that, you can shoot the ball as many times as you want to. If you shoot the ball, okay, we're talking, we're on a serious back today. If you ask a girl out, I'm talking about from a guy's perspective or a person who likes women. <clears throat> if you shoot your shot and it's rejected, you say, okay, I missed the first time. I'm going to shoot it again. All right, you shoot it again. It's rejected. Okay, you say, I'm going to shoot it again. I'm going to shoot it again. It is rejected. Now we're talking about <clears throat> what do you think about yourself? Because if you're constantly putting yourself out there to someone and they're constantly rejecting you, that shows low self-confidence in yourself because you're not willing to Why say... Why do you feel that that shows low <clears throat> self-confidence? What if, if they think it shows... Um, what's the word? Um, um, what is the word where you keep coming back and back? Persistence. Persistence. What if they think it's that? Explain why it's low self-confidence. So for me, I think that when you consistently shoot your shots and it's constantly rejected and you keep coming back, I look at that as um, low self-confidence because I think that a person, I I look at it like this. If somebody is constantly asking me out and I'm saying no and they keep coming back, then it makes me think that they don't have any other options. Mm-hmm. So why would I want anything to do with them if no one else does? Mm-hmm. Right now, that's not, they may not necessarily be what I personally would think, but I think people out there think that I think jobs think that like if, if, if you, if, a, if, if you're working for a company and you constantly see the same resume come across your, your desk and you constantly bring this person in for an interview, and you don't choose them and they keep showing up. You're going to be like, I don't really have as much respect for this person because they don't have any other options. Mm-hmm. Why do they keep coming back here? So now it makes me value them less. Right. And I think that's what it is. I think it makes you, it makes a pace of person value you less because like, dang, you don't have, you clearly have no other options. So why would I want you? Right. You know? And so I think that if you shoot your shot one or two times, that's great. But once you start shooting three, four, five, six, seven times, I think now you're getting to the area of, okay, I don't think you have as what do you value yourself? So you rebound by keeping your stock high is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Like I said, you can shoot again. You know, Hey, sometimes the ball don't go in the first time, but if it don't go in the second time or if it don't go in the third time, it's like, okay, then we might need to call a timeout and reassess ourselves and say, okay, what's happening here? Maybe this hoop, maybe this is not my hoop. Maybe this, maybe the ball is too big for this hoop. Maybe this hoop is too small for this ball. So I need uh-huh. to go find the ball that better fits me instead of hoop. trying to force yeah. Yeah. whatever I got into this little space. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's what we have to do um, in life in whatever capacity that is a season, season, the opportunity. You know, if you, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, think about like the show shark Tank or whatever, yes. like people show up and they try to sell their idea. If you keep trying to sell the same idea, you keep getting rejected. Then maybe you need to go back to the drawing board and say, what is it about this is not resonating? 
Yeah. Like, what do I need to do to alter this so that it 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 gives me a greater chance of success? Right. You know, that would be my answer. What do you think? Um, I think that um, how to recoup or um, rebound from a missed shot. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm an overthinker. So my advice would be to figure out where you did wrong. Was your form? Like, think about the shot that you took. Uh That's my (laughs) mindset. Like, think about the shot that you took. Did you really give your best in this shot? You know what I mean? And if you did, it it echoes back to what you, like you tell your daughter. Did you do your best? Yes. Did you do your best? And if you did your best, you did your best. You need to just, maybe this, this ain't the, hoop for you Uh you know what i mean but if you didn't do your best i don't think you should keep shooting if you're not adjusting anything Mm -hmm. to display your best you know what i mean so i think a good rebound would be um analyzing analyzing uh the shot it's kind of like a basketball player that's in the in the gym if you're learning how to do free throw shots or whatever the case may be, and you have the case of the shack where you just cannot, for real, you just cannot be counted on at that line. You just can't. <laughs> then you need to get your ass in the gym and practice. You need to get uh-huh. in the gym and work on where your problem areas are. Mm-hmm. So if you're shooting your shot with 15 women and all of them are saying the same thing, everybody ain't wrong. True. You got to get in the gym and figure out, okay, where am I going wrong here? Yeah. And I feel like that level of accountability can be an awesome way to rebound because the next time that you step up to that line, swish. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I definitely believe that uh, when it comes to like, what do you do when the ball falls out of the hoop? You know, you, you reassess, you regroup. Yeah. Yeah. You get a rebound. You hustle. You do you do what you need to do to turn it around. Oh yeah, hustle. Definitely. I got a question that's like unrelated to this topic. Okay, it's fine. Because I'm done with all my um, What do you feel? Okay. So in the spirit of the holiday, because this is my favorite time of year. Favorite time of this year. This is my favorite. In my mind. In my mind. Oh, yes. Oh, this is my year. This is my time of the year because I love Christmas music. I love the holiday spirits. I don't like the negative stuff. I like the carjackings and the the stealing. I don't like that. But in terms of the spirit of giving, the spirit of love and family and and everything togetherness, I love that. Um, What does this holiday season mean to you? Um, This year or period? Both. Okay, this year, it means sadness to me this year. Sadness, okay. Yes. Tell me more. Um, Do you want me to tell you? Well, I'll tell you more after I tell you what it means to me. Okay. What it means to me, period, is, um, well, we talked about this last podcast about how the holiday season is an opportunity for me to reflect Reflect. and um, um, assess for the new year. And also... It's an opportunity to get together with family, enjoy, have that, have that feeling of comfort of 
being a part of a collective tribe. You know what I mean? That's why this year it means sadness for me. Because not only for myself, a lot of people don't realize people like me who do not have spouses or children, we are alone in times like this. Yeah, You know, Thanksgiving was uh, difficult for me. I have a lot of um, elderly people in my family Mm -hmm. and um, uh, family members who have pre-existing conditions like um, sickle cell and things of that nature. So getting together just was not an option for our family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, for some members of my family, it sucked, but they still had someone. Mm -hmm. For me, no. Yeah. So it's sad because you're just like, and then it also, for me, it gave me perspective that this is people's all, this is some people's always, huh. you know what I mean? What do you mean always? Like some people who don't have family mm-hmm. and even without it being a quarantine, this is what they feel every holiday season. Yeah. And that made me very, very sad. Hmm. And it still makes me sad. Yeah. So it's like not it's like not having those close relationships. Yes, because for me I associate this time with comfort. The ability to be able to be around family and let your guard down and be able to reflect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about having this wall up because you're with family. Family is like going home. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like being at home. It's like going back to childhood, going back to safe, going yeah. back to... And when you can't do that, it's like, okay, well, a little bit longer. I don't get to reset. I don't get to, you know, get prepared for a new year because I still have to keep my guard up. You yeah. know what I mean? And when you think about that and think about it from the perspective of, this is people's always. Some people, this is their always. Mm-hmm. Some people only had two siblings and one cousin. And yeah. maybe all their family members have died. And this is in this, they're the only one that's left. And people don't think about that because mm-hmm. they got a big family. You know what I mean? True. And, you know, and it's just that is that it, it, in the spirit of what's going on this year, that's something that is really like that I've. That's been really heavy on my heart. Hmm. It really has. It made me think about a lot of the, of the orphans, a lot of the people who are in um, um, adoption situations. Yeah. It made me think about a lot of people who are it's in like nursing. empathy for people who are alone. Yes. A lot of people who are in nursing homes who wow. are older and they may be the last one of their families if their family didn't have a lot of kids or whatever the case may be. Uh, people who are in prison who are isolated from their family members. It made me think of all of these kinds of people, homeless people. It made me think of all of these people and um, just, it, it it made my heart really heavy. So this year, um, this time of year just made me think of uh, sadness. I didn't mean to like, no, it's a boo boo all over. No, No, I, 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 that's a great perspective. I, I don't really consider that a lot of times because yeah. I mean, on the opposite, like I have kids, I have kids, you yeah. know? And so it's, it, the holiday season for me means like happiness. Yeah. You know, I'm not alone I, now. I'm more introverted. So a lot of times I prefer to just kind of be by myself, but 
I have, you know, purposes in my holiday. So when I'm, if I'm going out and buying gifts, I'm really buying them for my kids. I'm not buying them for anybody else, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there's a level of connection that I have on the holidays. But for me, like, the holiday season was always about, like, my family, um, especially yeah. when my grandmother was alive. Like, having her around and just the spirit. Like, nothing different really happened, but it was just the spirit. It's just the energy. Um, it's the energy of Christmas in my life has always been so uplifting and yeah. motivating and powerful. Like people are nicer around this time of year. Mm-hmm. People are giving. But I know. feel that that is because people have the ability to go home and recharge. I feel that we we go throughout this world and we are fighting we are fighting through this through this damn world and we are we are told to go out and make something of yourself. Okay. And the shit is hard. It's hard at times. It is hard. And so we have this guard up and we are rigid. You know what I mean? And we, we don't feel comfortable with being who we are and being safe around everyone because the world will swallow you whole. It's almost like uh, Nemo. You know, when when Merlin left to go find Nemo and everything. That was a daddy name. Yeah, Merlin. Merlin. Yeah. And he left to go find Nemo and everything was scary and everything was trying to kill him. It's almost like that. So you you build up this tough exterior so that you can make it through. But then when the holidays come, it's like you can take off your shell and you can relax. It's like unbuttoning your pants. It's like, oh, Uh oh, oh, I can relax now. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, don't know. I, I think I think also like I remember when I used to work in the schools um, and that was usually during the time. I remember it was one particular school I worked at where during the Christmas holiday, all the parents in the school district uh, in this actual school area, they would bring a dessert for the staff just as a thank you for just everything they've done. They would give us personal gifts because it was like you work with our kids. We want to just thank you for everything. And so it was yeah. like it was like a, a time of appreciation. Yeah. For just people. But that's what Christmas is anyway. Yeah. And so. You know what I mean? I feel all of that during the season. And And Thanksgiving. I don't feel the exact same way for Thanksgiving. I feel Thanksgiving. I feel it for Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is a time for gratitude. It's a time to. to, It's a time to tell. To be grateful for Uh what you have. Be grateful for having family. Be grateful for all of these things. And then it just ushers in until that appreciation. Like, it's like a whole thing. And then it's like a celebration at the end with New Year's Eve uh, of, yay, you did it. Now right. let's start again. Start again. I'm telling you. Run it again. That's why they tell you to eat that dang on cabbage and black eyed peas because you want to be strong to make it that. through another cycle. I've lived my whole life without eating cabbage and black eyed peas, so I've been <laughs> just fine. I will pass. Y'all enjoy though. For real. No, but I, I, for me, like I said, Christmas is the Christmas holiday season. Um, whether it's, you know, whether you celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, mm-hmm. uh, I just feel like that is a time of year where it's just about love and appreciation for the people that are in your life. Like, and I feel it and I receive it and, and I give it off. Like, yeah, connection. And so I don't think, even if I, you know, I mean, I didn't always have kids. Even when I didn't have kids, like, I had my family doing Christmas time. And that's and I feel like that's the difference. I've always been that way too. Yeah. But this is the first year to where it's like and I feel and I'm 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 grateful for the perspective. 
Okay. Because as I grow and when we get out of this quarantine and life goes back to normal, it will give me a different understanding that this is not something. It will give me a different level of gratitude for what I have. I was always grateful, but now I have a different level of gratitude. Like a lot of times people take things for granted and I don't mm. even realize they're taking it for granted. True. You know what I mean? But it's a whole different level of gratitude. Like, you know, you have some people who go and they feed the homeless and whatnot. But even that becomes to be rote. It becomes to be a thing that, that loses its meaning because everybody is doing it. True. You know what I mean? But then when you when you have a situation like this, like this could only be planned by God, in my opinion. I feel like I've grown. I told you this last week. I've grown so much with this quarantine with with COVID in 2020. And I, I feel it. like this has given me so much perspective from a different, pers- from a different point of view that it's, 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 it sucks, but it's beautiful at the same yeah. time because it literally is going to change the trajectory of how I move and how I think about things when I move forward in my life. Yeah. Like when I have my own family and when I, um, when that, is my my reality moving forward. I'm never going to forget this. True. Never True. gonna forget what it was like in 2020. I'm never gonna forget that. Hmm. Which will give me a whole different kind of level of empathy, I believe. I just proceed uh project or believe. Mm-hmm. That's what it's gonna do. I understand that. Yeah, that, that was that was just something I was thinking about because I was listening to, you know, I love Christmas music and so Yes. The, holiday, the holiday music, I just love it so much, and it just makes. I think it brings me back to my childhood because Christmas yes. was always a happy. A, for me, it was a time where I got to see both of my mom and my dad. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, because my parents were divorced, and yeah. my dad wasn't necessarily there. Uh huh. And so, but during the holidays, he was there. Uh huh. And so that was like the one time a year where like my parents came together to do stuff for us. Right. You know, and so I just always. I just always appreciated the holiday season. And so every time I hear the music, it brings me back to those times. Absolutely. Those triggers. Yeah, especially that's Jackson a, 5. So that's like that. a positive trigger. Temptation. Man, we talk In about my that mind. That's right. Yeah. I just think about all that stuff. Yes. So, but yeah. So, it was a good discussion today. Yes. Um, I'm thinking about, um, do you want to do affirmation or journal prompt? To you, let's go ahead and do the affirmation. What affirmations you got? For okay, this week? what you got for the people? The for people the collective, this week, for the people, I have three brand new shiny affirmations for you this Ooh, I week. I can't wait, I need some too. The first affirmation is I am enough and I deserve nice things. 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 These are a few of my favorite things. Next we have, I can accomplish anything if I am willing to try, apply, and execute. I can accomplish anything if I am willing to try, apply, and and execute. I can accomplish anything 
if I am willing to try, apply, and execute. You ready? Yep. And the last one is, even a no is in my benefit. All things are in alignment with my highest good. Even a no is in my benefit because all things are in alignment with my highest good. Ooh, that third one, is, that, that, that hits me. And maybe it's the wine too. I just one more, it and I'm one like, more time. Even a no is in my benefit because all things are in alignment with my highest good. Listen, all these hit me. <laughs> like, da 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 da. That's how it's hit me this week. Oh, man. That <laughs> was those are good. Somebody throw a flag. Flag on the play or whatever they used to uh-huh. say. Da 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 da. Somebody oh. get the ref. Oh. Hit the quan. They hit the quan. Oh, hit the quan. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's how these affirmations hit me this week. Da 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 da. Oh, man. man, that's hilarious. <laughs> Clean so, <laughs> so, ooh, this wine, boy. This wine. I just finished my Merlot, people, and I'm, it's all hitting me now. I'm struggling. Now, y'all know I'm a lightweight. Ooh, yes. You had more than me, too. I'm glad we're at the end, because I don't know what I would have been talking about if we, <laughs> we kept going. Um, so, my journal prompt this week is, it's a deep one. It's a number of questions, but it, it all along, it goes along with the same thing. Okay, lay it on. So the question this week that I want you all to self-reflect on, what do you believe about yourself? Where did this belief come from? Is it what you want to believe? What do you want to believe about yourself? And what messages can you pour into yourself this week? I want to say that again. What do you believe about yourself? Where did this belief come from? Is it what you want to believe? What do you want to believe about yourself? And what messages can you pour into yourself this week? Now, and Kiru gave. Oh, I'm, I'm, okay. Say it again. That was a lot. We got it one yeah. more time. What? A little slower. What do you believe about yourself? Where did this belief come from? Is it what you want to believe? What do you want to believe about yourself? And what messages can you pour into yourself this week? Now, you gave a few affirmations that can be poured into ourselves this week. Mm-hmm. But I want you all to think more specifically about you. What is it that you need to, what message do you need in your life this week to start to believe about yourself? So this is a, a very huge self-reflection question. And I want you all to take some time, really answer it, um, and think about it. And, and if you come up with some things, definitely share them with us. But we would love to hear it. We would love to hear you all's answers. Um, I know it inspires me when I when people tell me that they listen to the podcast. Yeah, they use the journal prompt. Thank they use you, the thank you, thank you, thank and you. And how it's it, and it, we have it's it's a good discussion piece for a lot of relationships that I have. So, um, so that so. That's all I got for today. That's it. That's all we got. We're so grateful. 
Thank you guys for stopping by. Yeah, thank y'all and, for listening. And um, being here with us and um, spending a few moments of your Sunday um, yes. with us. We are always grateful to have your energy and your support and your um, input. Yes, input is, is so big. Um, we love it. We would, we definitely would love um, just to, like I said, hear from you all and for you all to just kind of share your thoughts and ways that we could be better. Yes. Um, ways that we're doing well. Um, we would love to just get all that feedback to just become a better podcast because we really want to be a light to the world. Yes. And provide healing for a lot of people. And so, and whatever, so whatever ways you can do that, we would love to hear. So typically we give a resource for you guys at the end of the podcast. Yes. Um, I actually don't have one for this podcast, but I do have a request instead. I would like for you guys between now and the end of the year to leave us some feedback on what we can do to better be of service for you all. Give us some ideas on how to improve what we are giving to you guys so that we are making sure that we are hitting the mark. Mm. That That's going to be because we want to be make sure that we are a valuable resource for others as well. So that's what I got. There we go. I love you guys. Yeah, we, we both love you. Make sure that you are loving on yourself. Absolutely. So, I think that's it for today. That's it. All right, guys. Well, you all have a good rest of your week. Be safe. Be blessed. Do something fun. And remember those affirmations and journal prompts. And we will see you all next. Oh, not see. But we will hear from we you. We will all. hear from you. You'll hear from us. We won't You'll hear from, hear from us next sunday bye guys bye